Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The average person lives till 79 years. So let's go off that. 26 of those years is sleeping. Over 13 years is working. Over 12 years is spent on our phones. Over nine years spent watching TV. Let's just stop there. When you subtract all of those years from your life, how much are you left? 1.2 years to do what we truly love. We have this all wrong. Understanding what's important to you. This is what this is about. Mm -hmm. How do you want to live your life? You can reclaim up to 16 years of your life. How awesome would that be? It's really not about time management. It's about creating space. It's not about cramming more into your time. And you, all of a sudden you feel this immense how can we increase that 1.2 years and fill their life with more things that are meaningful and joyful welcome to the inspired evolution i'm your humble host amrish sandhu and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by Great Creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired keep evolving welcome to this week's episode inspired evolution tribe so this week's episode is with melissa ambrosini and nick broadhurst now we've had nick on the show before and we discussed all about his health wellness recovery journey he now produces music as anobe previously sneaky sound system and melissa ambrosini has one of the top rated podcasts on the planet for health and wellness, which is quite the acclamation because there are a lot of podcasts on health and wellness. They're both Aussies. They're both super heart-centered. They're incredible. And they talk about a lot of different 
spiritual topics, a lot of different energetics, a lot of different health and wellness and abundance topics. They're incredible entrepreneurs in their own right. They're both super creative, multiple times authors. So in this particular conversation, we dive deep on the most precious thing that we have, which is the sacredness of life. As far as we know, we have one life and in that we have one super, super precious commodity. And oftentimes a lot of people are chasing money, but they're exchanging their time for money. And the key thing to consider is you're spending all this time chasing money, but is it really money that you're after or is it time? What is the most precious resource? And this is not a conversation that is purely theoretical about, hey, you've got one life and it's really important to honor it, which absolutely that is at the heart of the conversation. But this conversation is dedicated to the practical tips, how to batch your days, organize your calendar, how to set up a tick and flick ritual and system that actually optimizes your day, how to color code your calendar for optimum success how to share your calendar with your spouse so that everybody knows exactly what you're doing when you're doing it so you're not bogged down, how to navigate overwhelm because you don't actually know how to spend your time or where you're spending all your time or it feels like time is literally just slipping through your fingers. This conversation is dedicated to the ethos that you don't really rise to the level of your dreams. You fall back onto the level of your systems. And this is a really incredible conversation that honors the most precious commodity that we have in our life, which is time. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. And today is, okay, the Indian in me loves this and I shouldn't go there, but it's just fun. Oh my God. Anyway, sorry, we've got two for the price of one. In today's podcast, we have with us Nick Broadhurst and Melissa Ambrosini. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having us. Oh, man. It is such a pleasure to have you both here. For those that are tuning in for the first time, I'm going to quickly try and do my honors. As you know, it's novel with there being two people here instead of one, so I'm going to do my best. Stay, bear with me. Nick, singer, songwriter, producer, and author. But when he was on here last time, he was putting together Anobe, which is now on Spotify. Um, we, at that time, discussed his health journey, how he lost his health unexpectedly, and that led him down his road to wellness and recovery. And for those that have followed Nick, um, know that there's a whole wealth of wisdom in there. I still come and follow along for Ayurvedic tidbits along the way. And my biggest takeaway from our podcast when he was on the show um, was on making actually small aligned changes. And that has stayed with me till today. Um, just, yeah, making sure that you make small aligned changes consistently and how that can have a massive impact on your life. And also the reflection between... Um, how do I put this, Nick? It was self-improvement and the balance of self-judgment and namely the acceptance between the like the dance of acceptance towards yourself because you can be so critical of yourself um, on the journey of self-improvement. And that reflection piece has always stayed with me as well since our episode. So guys, I'll link that episode to the show notes below. But as I said, it's not just Nick here today. We have with us Melissa as well. And she many of you know, is a multiple best-selling author. She won the best self-esteem books of all time. She's the winner of that. She's got the number one podcast host. I'm sure most of you have tuned into her podcast. If you've listened to The Inspired Evolution, I'm sure you come across her show. She's a TEDx speaker. She wrote Comparisonitis, Open Wide, Mastering Your Mean Girl. And now together, the two of them have written Time Magic. Woo! Yeah! Dude, I want to start in a really awesome place where do you individually together both I don't know how you can answer this question because I actually don't know how to ask two people at the same time um where do you love spending your time 
Oh, well, I think it depends on what we have going on, but favorite way. Yeah, for me, it's definitely family time. And I, I think when I, have, when I have really, when I'm super present with Melissa and Bambi, I always say, well, in my mind, I'm asking myself, why am I not doing this more? Mm. Because it brings me so much joy when I just can just watch little Bambi growing up. And then obviously I've got it. Bambi's two years old and Leo is 17. So time with children, time with Melissa, surfing is the one thing that really changes everything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, music, you know, when I'm in that state of flow with my music, that's incredible. That's, that's the thing that really lights me up. Mm. And for me, oh my goodness, I love spending my time with people that I love. Same as Nick, uh, with him and Bambi, really present without our phones on the beach in nature. That is one of my favorite places to spend my time. And then with my friends, I absolutely love, I'm a people person. I love being (laughs) around people. I love that interaction. And doing my work i love helping people so that's another place i love spending my time but i think my number one is with nick and bambi in nature family is a massive theme between both of you and thank you so much for sharing that i relate to so many pieces in and around there for with between both of you so i guess the question is oftentimes i know and having followed both of your journeys because Melissa, you share yourself so openly and vulnerably on your podcast. And I've all, I've heard you say that every time you write a book, it's almost a people say that we learn, we teach what we need most at a particular time. But then also you guys have talked about the energy of like, once you launch something like into the world, what comes with that? So I, I want to talk about that. But first of all, what was going on in your life? Why was time magic? Why was it birthed? Why was it so important to be written? And it's the first time you two have written something together, which is surprising considering the two of you and all of your creative ventures. But what birthed Time Magic and why now? What was going on? Tell us a bit about it, please. Yeah, so we actually wrote this book initially, the majority of it, about four years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, We wrote like 80,000 words. And we sat on it and... At that time, Melissa kind of had this feeling that there was a different book, book a different book that had to be birthed. Mm. It was comparisonitis, so she ended up writing that. And about eighteen months ago or so, our publisher said, "What's going on with that book that we signed?" You know, because <laughs> they were like, "This is the time for mm. that book," and it was called something else, um, and it had a slightly different angle. And so we sat down with it and we went through it again, and we we're like, "Oh." We can totally see this so clearly now. We just need to make some changes. We wrote, actually, we wrote quite a lot of it and uh, reduce it down to about 65,000 words because obviously it's a book on on time magic. So <laughs> didn't want to make it too big, but um, it just felt like the perfect time to do it. And Melissa will tell you in her own words that um, it was really important, we think, that she wrote this from the perspective of a mother. Mm. So, yes, like Nick said, I wasn't a mother yet and I just got this intuitive download that was like, this is, you need to pause this and you need to go write comparisonitis. And so, yeah, then the publishers came back to us and they were like, this is the time. COVID, this is the time people need to know how to spend their time wisely. We only get this one beautiful, precious life. Mm. And initially why we wrote this book together is because so many of our friends, people that we coach, clients, everyone that we were working with, 
would say to us, how do you guys do it all? How do you have multiple businesses? How are you yeah. so successful in your careers? How are you still present and amazing parents? Mm. And this is other people's words. And, and then how do you still have time to go to the beach every day? And we would scratch mm. our head and think like, don't you just know how to do these things? Like, don't you just know about tick or flick or priority planning or the power of joint calendars or mm -hmm. things and like all of these things we would say to people and they're like, no, we don't know. Can you teach us? And so can you, and they would say, can you write a book about it? And so we literally wrote a book about how we optimize our life to create the life of our dreams. So the mm. book is broken up into s different sections. And the first section is a little bit of a smack in the face and it shows you where you're spending your time. I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. It's pretty wild. Like we, you know, we spend, well, the average person I wanted to say first uh, lives till around 79 years. So let's go mm -hmm. off that, right? Mm -hmm. So say we got 79 years in this earth suit right here. 26 of those years is sleeping. Over 13 years is working. Over 12 years is spent on our phones. Oh. Over nine years spent watching TV. Oh. Right, let's just stop there, okay? Uh, I and think the, that's and, all I can handle. And if you go deeper into all of these different areas, exercise, you know, all of these things that we do in our life, but those are the biggest ones, right? Mm. And so when you subtract all of those years from your life, how much are you left with? And we are left with 1.2 years to do what we truly love, to do Whoa. the things that light us up. And for us, that was the biggest wake up call. We were like, we have this all wrong. We have this all wrong. And so we went about and said about, how can we help people reduce those years wasted on social media or whatever mm. and how can we increase that 1.2 years and fill their life with more things that are meaningful and joyful to them and so the first part of the book is that little bit of a wake-up call and then the second part is we help you optimize your life get really efficient we give mm -hmm. you all of our tips tools and strategies to help you become super efficient in your life and then we get clear on how do you want to actually spend your time? What are your core values? What are your priorities? What's important to you? Because everyone is so different. And uh, we promise, one of the promises in the book, if you follow all of the steps that we talk about, you can reclaim up to 16 years of your life if you actually implement all of the things in the book, which is super cool. And even if you don't do all 16, if you just did like two, like how awesome would that be? And so after uh, we teach you how to reclaim the time, we get clear on how do you want to spend your time. We then shift into health span. So we talk about health hacks and everyday longevity because there's no point living to 100 if you don't have your health. Mm. And so we, we share so many of the health things, the health hacks that we love and we do. And it really is a book for everyone who wants to make the most of this one beautiful, precious life that we've been gifted. I love how you've gone away and done the research on auditing how much time we spend. And 
I would hate to say even just how much time we waste. One of the most um, profound rejection letters I've actually ever had as part of the Inspired Evolution podcast was, and you know, talk about rejection, but um, I emailed Warren Buffett's team and I was like, hey, can we get a podcast with Warren Buffett? And their response was along the lines of, hey, Buffett's got, like the average person lives this many years, similar to how you described, and he's based on that, he's got this many minutes worth of productive time left. And at the moment, he's just really prioritizing his stuff. And at the moment, doing interviews with people is not a priority. And it was just like, wow, this guy's really just, even like when your rejection can teach someone a lesson, I was like, man, like I got so much from that, even as much as I get from an average podcast, right? Just the, the way that he navigated that. And time is such a precious commodity that, you know, we don't really think about it that way until we, well, even just that reflection, like until we start to get older, right? Like I noticed even for myself, it wasn't until I started becoming a parent. And like you said, the book was birthed after you became a parent that we start to really have all these push and pulls and demands of our time. Because I sometimes say that as a parent, before becoming a parent, my life was 80% about myself and 20% about everything else. And as I became a parent, all of a sudden my life became like 80% about my family, whether that was about home, whether that was about wife, whether that was about child, it's about home, right? And then 20% I could like squeeze in little bits of me and learning to find myself in and around there, it becomes such an effort to juggle your life. And so you became a mother and then the book was ready to be birthed. Um, how does it feel now that you've put the book out in the world? Because I know, well, I kind of want to know for those that are tuning in, because I've had the liberty of researching you guys and following you along with your journey. Every time you've released a book, it's been interesting energetically. Oh boy. Yeah. So this is my fifth book. Um, and every time I write a book, I feel like the universe tests you on the, on the lessons in the book. It's like, all right, you want to be an expert on time. You want to be an expert on mastering your mingle or relationships or comparisonitis. I'm going to make sure that you are really embodying your teachings. And so I'm mm. so, I've been tested every time. And this book was no, no excuse. It, it did the same thing as we were launching time magic i felt the most stretched thin i have ever felt in my entire life and yes i was just like having to really pull on everything that we talk about in the book nick was rereading the book at night time because he's like we need all the tools like we need to sharpen up on all of the tools and so yeah, it's a beautiful thing, I think, um, that the universe does to you when you write a book. So, And I totally relate to what Warren Buffett said to you because for two years I have declined probably maybe 100 podcast interviews mm. and I have said the same thing. Thank you so much for wanting to have me on the podcast mm. but my priority is my daughter she is my mm. number one priority and doing interviews is there's just not space in my day at this season in my life. Mm. Do I wish that there was an extra hour for me to do it? Sure. But it's just the season that I'm in. And so like myself and Warren Buffett, like we're so clear on our core values. Mm. 
And this is what we teach in the book. We're so clear on what's important to us and being the best, most present, conscious, loving mother is my number one job Mm. over everything else, over my top rated podcast and books and coaching and programs, being the best mother I can be and showing up as the best version of me is my most important work. And so I've had to say this season I'm not doing any interviews. I'm doing some now because we've just launched a book um, <laughs> and that kind of comes part and parcel with it. But, you know, there will be a time where, you know, I'll give birth again and I will go back into just a blanket rule that there's, you know, there's no interviews. So I can mm. really relate to that. And that's what we talk about in the book is like understanding what's important to you. This is what this is about. Mm-hmm. How do you want to live your life? What is important to you? Because everyone is so different. And we help you get really clear on that in the book. I'd like to take the next question to Nick because I think that is a very timely sort of segue into where we spend our time because I also know that, Nick, you've had this kind of journey with spending time like music is your entire being when tune into tune into you but then you've also spent time like going into corporate doing the work and then realizing that dude and that's had an impact on your health journey we've discussed that before as well and so you know in there like getting super clear when you look at the average person spending so much time doing what may not necessarily be important to them yet why are they doing all these things it's a very good question and obviously it's very individual mm. However, I think one of the best things you can do, and that's why we start the book with how we're spending our time, is really look at that very closely for yourself. Because when you are faced with the reality of the averages, which Melissa mentioned, of sleep and work and all these sorts of things, and then you break it down into how you're spending your time, and you realize what you've got left, then our hope for the book is that time becomes a core value for you which Mm. almost sounds a bit strange. Like how can time be a core value? But it really is the most precious commodity we have Mm. other than maybe love. And I think when you look at it and you get that sort of wake up call, it's like anything when someone gets diagnosed with something, you know, cancer or something, all of a sudden their health is a core value. Mm. And I think same with time. If you self-diagnose yourself with, you know, time's running out basically then it becomes a core value so i think starting there is really important for anyone listening who may be you know in a job or in a relationship or something that that they don't want to be in mm-hmm. maybe start there and that's where we start the book so i think people just maybe not taking the time to look at it and i think in my corporate days i wasn't thinking of that stuff mm. i wasn't i was just you know how much money can i make mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what do i have to do to get the next sale, the next this, the next that, the next car, the bigger house, the da da da. It's just a race, you know, mm. and this race was just going nowhere. You know, it's a race against myself. And yeah, I think just taking a good look at yourself is the, the best place to start. At this juncture, we run the risk of turning this podcast into a very high level, hey guys, honor your time. But I also know the nature of the book is quite practical. Very. You have retired from email nick what the actual (laughs) melissa you get down to inbox zero on the reg like can you help me with that how do you like well where do we begin book is super practical um how did you guys do this 
Yeah, well, the, you're right. The book is super practical. And to be super clear with that, it is not a book about time management. Mm. It's interesting. I was reading a review which said it was a book about time management. I'm like, I think they missed the point. <laughs> it's, it's really not about time management. It's, there is elements of that in there. Mm -hmm. It's about creating space. It's not about cramming more into your time, into the time you have. Um, so I forgot your question. What was your question? Sorry. It was about email. the book email. and it's practical know, yeah. and yeah, yeah one so of the email. practical pieces is you retiring from email. Sorry. Yeah. So when you, when you do purchase the book, if you go to timemagic.me, you can enter your name and email and your order number and we'll send you our time magic toolkit. And in the toolkit, there is a script for the exact job post that I used to hire my email ninja. Mm. And it comes down to what can you actually do? Can you actually retire from email? First of all, your job may not allow that. And right mm -hmm. now I'm sort of back more in the inbox because I'm, we're building our house at the moment. So I'm sort of checking things that I need to personally check. Mm. Um, however, all the stuff that might take like an hour of my time to ring that electrical company or change the car register, whatever, those things that are just super not fun for me right now, they all mm. get managed. So I'm still leveraging that as much as possible. Um, so if you do want to retire from email, you, we talk about it in the book. You can get it at timemagic.me as well, the script. For Melissa, mm -hmm. it's a bit different. Uh, we have all these tools in there which teach you how to get to inbox zero every day. We talk about why we recommend using Gmail, for example, over all other email apps. They're just There's nothing like Gmail. Mm -hmm. Not even close. And we're not affiliated with Gmail at all. Like, <laughs> just so you know, we just love yeah. it and use it. Because there are extensions you can plug into it. And mm -hmm. one of those is called Boomerang. And Boomerang allows you to manage your inbox in a way where you, nothing gets missed. You don't forget anything. And you can clear that inbox out every single day. And you can go to bed at night going, cool, everything's taken care of. Um, on top of that, in terms of practicality, I think probably the most important thing to speak about is tick or flick. And I'm sure you're probably going to get to that. But... Yeah, go. So tick or flick, you know, I read countless books on productivity and, climate. Mm. and how to use technology as a form of liberation and not, you know, weapons of mass distraction. Mm. And, you know, these are 300 page books. And I thought, I said to Melissa and our editor, I was like, look, we've got to have a productivity system in the book, but it has to be in three pages. Uh, <laughs> Not 300. <laughs> yes, please. It wasn't many pages anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Melissa's going to have a look. Um, so Tickle Flick is basically the system I created. I looked at what I was doing mm. and I was like, what am I, what am I essentially doing? Mm -hmm. I'm capturing things somewhere. I'm either ticking them off or I'm flicking them somewhere else. And so Tickle Flick was born and I really reduced it down to something super simple and powerful anyone can do. If you do Tickle Flick, the way I write about it in the book, you really should never get overwhelmed ever again. Okay. Mm. Please, thank you. I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's funny because when Melissa's overwhelmed, I say to her, okay. Show me your things. And things is the app that we recommend for, for Mac users. And he's like, uh, you've been doing tick or flick. And I'm like, mm. he's like, go and do it. And instantly mm. I do it. And the overwhelm and the stress is gone. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so Tickle Flick's been amazing. And as you said, yes, it's a very, very practical book. And this is not theory. It is literally, right, step one, do this. Step two, do that. Cool, now you've just saved yourself an extra year of your life. You know, if you implement two of these things from this book and you save yourself six months or a year of mm -hmm. your life, that is an extraordinarily good ROI on a $28 book. <laughs> so, it's invali yeah, invaluable. And we know that it delivers that and so much more so you know we we're so proud of it and we we've just we know already from the people reading it what an impact it's having for them mm. you mentioned overwhelmed and i love the overwhelmed overwhelm um and you mentioned how it can actually be a symptom of like not having enough like too much going on in your head and not having enough structure to sort of bleed it out into can you expand on that a little bit from the book for us because i think just discussing overwhelm because you mentioned it um is worthwhile in its simplest form overwhelm is stuff going around in your head mm. with no plan of how to execute mm -hmm. so the purpose of tickle flick is how to capture every single thought every to-do list that you're running in your brain and get it out and into a system so when you go to bed at night you know you may not have actioned some of those things, but, but you know they're captured. And you know when you do your daily dump, sounds like mm. bowel movement, but <laughs> when you do your daily dump, you yeah. sit down and you just go, right, what's on my mind? Brrr, and you chuck it all in your inbox. The inbox is a part of the app. Mm -hmm. And it's gone. It's out of your head. It's, it's completely free. And you, all of a sudden you feel this immense weight lift. Um, mm -hmm. And then you process those into the relevant tickle flick um, mm -hmm. categories and off you go. It's, it's literally just making sure that things aren't buzzing around in your head and mm -hmm. making sure that when, once they're out, there's a way to consistently execute on those things. And so, Melissa, once you've tickle flicked, is that an opportunity for us to, with that clarity and that spaciousness that Nick's alluding to, um, does that bring, like, I can hear already me showing up in the moment with more resources internally. Is that the key goal? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh my gosh, yeah. You've got more space. You've got more space to be present with your children. You've got more space for creativity. Yeah, you've just got so much more space because your mm. mind is not filled with thoughts and and stuff swirling around. So, yeah, more space for presence, more space for play, joy and creativity. 
Yeah. There's other tools in the book as well that you discuss, which is like how important is calendar? And there's this other idea of you, like you guys share a calendar? Like that sounds overwhelming to me. <laughs> Can you explain? Well, let me tell you how it's not overwhelming. So yeah. we we have a joint calendar and mm. we have one. We, okay, so let me explain. I have one, mm. he has one, and then we have a joint one. So they're different colors. They're different color-coded. Mine's pink, his blue, and anything that is for both of us, like this interview, which involved mm. both of us, is in yellow. So anything uh. that involves both of us, is in yellow then nick's got his own blue i've got my own pink so i can turn off his calendar so mm. i don't actually i don't when i look at my calendar every day which you everyone needs a digital calendar i love the idea of a of a written calendar next to your computer i love that it's pretty and it's pink or whatever i love that however it's overwhelming because things are always changing you're crossing things out moving things around it's like overwhelm central so having a digital calendar allows everything to stay neat and tidy and clean because you can constantly update things you can invite people to the calendar so that you're you don't miss meetings you can send links you can send documents it's just so much more time efficient hmm. nick and i never ever have to have a conversation about are you free on Friday at three for to have Bambi so I can go do this? I never have to ask him that. I never have to. I can just literally open my calendar on my computer or my phone, tick the blue box and everything for him will come up and I can see what he's got on today. I can see what mm -hmm. he's got on on Friday. And so I can go, cool, um, let me book that in there. Let me do this. Let me move that around. It's just so much more efficient. We never have to have back and forth conversations about availability. Also, this is great for our team as well. My team never have to ask me if I can do a podcast interview on this date. They just open my calendar and they can see if I'm available or not. Mm -hmm. Also really important for you and for your own accountability to schedule in your meditation, your workouts, your self-love time, your self-care, like all of these things. It's very important. Like I put, if there's something that's really important to me that I need to do, um, I will block that and I need Nick to have Bambi. It says Papa Bambi time in the calendar. So he knows that for those two hours, he's got Bambi, you know? And so I don't have to worry about, oh my God, does he know? Is he gonna forget? It's all mm. just in one place. Our team has access to it. We both have access to each other's. It's just so much more efficient. And yeah, you can send calendar invites so people don't forget. You can send um, documents and things like that in there as well, instructions. You can put the address for something in there. It's just super efficient and you will save a lot of time on back and forth emails and organization. And all those conversations, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. When can we do that? Judging. Oh, dude, I know those conversations so well. Uh, practical, seeking practical advice for potentially only one person might be listening to this podcast in a relationship of two. Um, and maybe one person's more, has a greater propensity for organization. Um, how does the one person bring the other person along on the journey? Any advice, any tips for that? Yeah, I, honestly, I think with anything that is happening in your life where one person's 
more inclined to one thing than the other. The only thing you can really do, really, is lead by example. Because mm-hmm. there's really nothing worse than your partner trying to tell you what to do. In fact, yesterday I said to Melissa, can we have a day where we don't tell each other what to do, please? <laughs> and and sometimes we need that little reminder. And you're like, oh, yeah, like you just sometimes slip into this, like constantly telling each other and it's not fun for either of you. And then we go mm-hmm. where we don't and it's so much better. So much better. Mm-hmm. So just leading by example and when one partner would see the other person just like kicking goals in life and just organize and doing its thing and the other person's overwhelmed, it's more mm-hmm. likely to come and say, Hey, I noticed that you, you know, you use this app or your calendar or whatever. Can you show me how to do that? And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I did with Nick. I'm like, can you please teach me tickle flick? Can you please teach me how to use things efficiently? Like he taught me a lot of this stuff. Can you teach mm-hmm. me about one password? Like when we got together, I was one of those people who had passwords and yeah, spreadsheets. <laughs> and then I had passwords written on the back of uh, napkins <sighs> and pieces of paper all over my house, you know, and he mm. I can help you with this. Um, and so seeing how he lived and how calm he was and, um, not overwhelmed was very inspiring for me and i was like teach me everything you know how do how do i do it and so yeah that's how it was for me just being inspired by the way that he moved through his personal life and business life i wanted some of that yeah without going into the layers of obsession removed from that nth degree i guess organization and zen go quite like peace of mind Mm -hmm grow quite well hand in hand with one another, right? Well, discipline is freedom. Hmm. Care to expand? And, and organize, organization is freedom. Discipline, organization, these, you know, when you are not disciplined, when you are not organized, it's just hmm. a lot more conducive to overwhelm and to stress. And so, yeah, for me, He'll just look at me and go, show me your organization right now. Show me your tickle flick and let me help you. But yeah, it, it's it's freedom. I think mm. as well, it's important to, to say that every single person has a different constitution. They're mm-hmm. we're all made up differently. So for me personally, because of that creative, which is the Vata in Ayurveda, that creative side, if I don't have some sort of system, it just falls apart. Mm. because I'm more likely to go and chase a gazillion different things at once. It's just my nature. You know, I love to be launching a gazillion things yes. and, you know, too many, and it's, it's actually a blessing and a curse just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I do need a system and mm. Melissa's less dependent upon a system, but we all need some sort of system. So Mm -hmm. it can fall apart for me a bit quicker than it would for Melissa. And this is kind of a result of obviously his constitution, his partner, I am more of a picker in human design. He is a manifesting generator and I'm a generator. But just looking Mm -hmm. at that, he's a manifesting generator Vata. They want to do 50,000 things. They have their fingers in 50,000 pies. They want to do it all. And they're good at it all, which is, yeah. is a blessing and a curse. Whereas a pitta where, and a generator, 
You're like, give me a task and I will go for that task and I will tick that task off in the most efficient and time effective way and then I'll move on to the next task. So Mm -hmm. knowing this about each other has also been super helpful for the way that we work. And, you know, Mm -hmm. for so long when we first got together, I'm like, why can't you just do one thing at a time? Like I don't understand. And then I understood more about, Uh, the different Ayurvedic body types and human design and astrology. And I was like, oh, this is actually part of who he is and it's one of his gifts. And so we've now leveraged that a lot off each other. And, you know, we just even understanding that and knowing that about each other is really helpful. Yeah, you're speaking to a... Kafa manifester. So this we've got all the spectrum <laughs> in this conversation. Um, I'm conscious we've been looking at it from the bottom up, from the top down, from someone that is well. I don't really associate myself with hustle culture, but let's look look at the ultra uh, entrepreneur that's super hustle, has a calendar, and is super organized and is great at tucking even more things into that calendar that they're working with. How does this help us in that space? I mean, if that person is really happy and content in their life, then so be it. Like if that really truly lights them up and living like that lights them up, then great. But for for many people that isn't how they want to live their life and that hustle and that burning out and this is why the book is so important because it really allows you to go inward and ask yourself some bigger questions about values and priorities Mm. in your life and then helps you create the space for more of those things in your life like we only get one like we only get one chance at this thing called life it is so precious every day should be treated like the best day ever. Every day should be treated like, you know, whatever, Christmas, Saturday, whatever you love the most. Why isn't every day like that? And we really do need to ask ourselves some bigger questions, like what is really important to us? And like yesterday, it was it was Wednesday, yesterday, and it was one of our best girlfriend's birthdays. And, you know, I helped organize her birthday and she was like, oh, well, we'll do it on a Saturday. Let's have a lunch on the Saturday. And I was like, no, let's have the lunch on your birthday and celebrate you on your birthday. And so 10 of us took the day off, well, from 12 o'clock, from 12 o'clock till, you know, four o'clock. We took the day off and we sat there and we had lunch with her celebrating her And we all just looked at each other like, isn't this amazing that in the middle of the week, we We did it right. (laughs) Yeah, we get to take the day off and be with her and celebrate her and just shower her with love. Like that's that's living to me. That's Mm. really living. I love that. And when we're talking about our best day, one of the other things I've pride open a little bit from the book is the default diary idea. And this is something I did intuitively, but I think isn't that common. Um, 
Can you explain what a default diary is or even just daily rituals? Like if you guys can just expound that, because I think for that first person that's tuning in going, oh, I really want to start calendaring, but it's such an overwhelming beast. Um, default diarying, even a week is like such an easy place to start, I feel. Do yeah. you agree? It is. It's something which, it's the term which our business coach taught us, Bruce Campbell, and um, mm. and it's a game changer. Now, to be clear, you don't want to be putting things in your calendar that are things that need to be done, like not a task. Like, mm. what, what would you, give an example. Um, I had to get some some nose, I, like I, I sleep with like these nose strips when I'm breathing. When I'm, oh, yep. When I'm sleeping, sorry. And um, I don't snore or anything. I just know that I get a better sleep when I have clear passages. So <laughs> that I knew I had to get them, but it's not in my calendar. It's in my things, mm. right? As something, it's actually now another app called Paprika, which is a shopping app we use. Um, and again, it's collaborative. So like if I'm out and about, I'm like, oh, I'm at the chemist. I know what she needs because it's in the app. I don't have to ring you and ask her. I just saved myself, you know, two minutes. It, it all adds mm -hmm. up, right? Um, so default diary really is, if you look at my day, for example, I do default diary a lot of stuff. So mm -hmm. five till six is rolling, meditation, stretching, right? Mm -hmm. Six till seven is, depending on the day, it might be intimate time with Melissa or it could be a workout or it could be a hyperbaric chamber. So it depends on the day. Mm -hmm. So basically before seven is self-love time. And it's in it's in there. It says that in my calendar. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything in the calendar because I know that I'm having breakfast with with Bambi and with Melissa and, when, and Leo when he's here. 8 till 11.30, it just says music. It says block mm -hmm. out so no one can book a meeting on Calendly in that time mm -hmm. because that's my music time. Mm -hmm. And then 12.30 to 1, we have a meeting uh, where we go through business stuff and we just power through for 15 minutes, half an hour, anything that we need to talk about with business. And this is another thing about mm -hmm. meetings. We are, you know, we are, we love meetings, but we also think that a lot of them, we don't actually need them. So when Nick and I have mm -hmm. meetings, it's like 10 minutes and you should see the amount of stuff we get through in like 10 or 15 minutes. We are efficient. We have a Powering. list. We, we mm -hmm. like tick, 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 go, 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 go. You know, without the fluffiness and the bells and the whistles, it's just like, let's just do this. And so that's really important too. Like, do you want to spend your life in meetings? Um, mm. And if the answer is no, then how can you be more efficient in them? Um, having an agenda. We always come to every meeting with an agenda. And so mm. we will take notes and our phones are off and it's just like laser focus. So Nick and I will have a check-in at 12.30 every day. And sometimes it's literally five minutes and sometimes it, we may need the whole 30 minutes, but that's our time to talk about all of our businesses that we have going on, property stuff, uh, anything that we need to chat about. Yeah, so then from there, um, one to one thirty, I tend to do TMTs, which is time magic tasks. Uh, which is just the most high priority things that will move something forward that day. Um, and then it depends on the day, but it tends to be from there I move into like work work mode where I'm doing work things. If we're building something or whatever it is, that's the focus of the afternoon. And we right. try to knock off at about three. Um, it, we used to go to the beach during the day at about 11 o'clock until 12.30. Now we have moved away from the beach because we're building our home on the beach. So we tend to leave here at about three o'clock and go to the beach and have a sunset dinner together. So we have our time 
in the afternoons together, which is beautiful. And it's, it's, it's in the calendar, you know, so we just know what we're doing. And that's really the purpose of a default diary. It gives you a roadmap to just get to the end mm. of the day and be like, oh, I did it. Cool. Mm. Day. You know, I've got all those things done because you can seriously sit down and do your emails for freaking five hours if you want. <laughs> yes. Guilty. Done that before. <laughs> One of the things that I think is worth sort of just touching on as we're sort of coming closer towards the end of the conversation, I guess, is technology. Seems like Nick, Melissa, you guys have quite the healthy relationship with some of these apps that are helping us color coding things, uh, but it can be help and it can be hindrance. How do you, you save yourself from the hindrance and focus on the help? How do you navigate that, please? Mm. I think um, have children and you won't have time waste <laughs> On the phone. <laughs> I was coaching someone recently and they were like, oh, I'm going back to the workforce. I'm not sure how I'm going to go as a parent. And I was like, dude, you are a weapon of execution right now. I'm like, do not judge yourself, sister. Get back out there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But yes, totally agreed. Totally. <laughs> like I used to scroll Instagram. I'm like, I don't have, I, there's no spots in my day for mm. that. I barely have time to get back to my DMs every day. Like it's, you know, mm. it, it's um, because my daughter is my, that's my number one priority. Priority. Know? And so, mm -hmm. um, no, you don't have to have children to stop wasting time <laughs> on social media. Um, Feel for some of you. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of amazing things that you can do. Um, you can set limits for yourself. And this is, mm -hmm. we call them loving limits or healthy boundaries. So mm -hmm. if you have a smartphone, which most people probably do, go and see how much time you're spending on your phone each day. Most phones, you can do that. Check out how much time you're spending on each app and ask yourself the question, am I okay with this? And if the answer mm -hmm. is yes, great. If the answer is no, then we're going to do something about it. We're going to put a healthy boundary around it, a loving limit on it. So you can mm. put, okay, I, I am happy to spend 30 minutes a day on social media. That's it. You know, so we've got to create healthy boundaries around our devices. So um, my, our phones are always on silent. We have no notifications on our phone. We have no apps, no social media apps on our phone besides Instagram. We delete email off our phone. We have social media free Sundays. Um, <clears throat> we are not on the phone, on our phone in front of our daughter. Um, that's something that we're very, very passionate about. Um, I may pick it up to put a song on. Uh, things like mm -hmm. that, like she loves music, um, loves Nick's music. She always says, Papa's song, Papa's song. So <laughs> we, you know, I'll pick it up to put a song on, but I'm not scrolling Instagram while she's sitting right next to me, that's for sure. Um, so setting these limits, and we talk about all of these boundaries in the book, but they're just a couple of the ones that we do that feel really good for both of us. Um, is there any that I've missed? Putting the phone on airplane mode. Mm. It's such a simple thing. Like obviously ours are on now because we're in a interview, but they are on, they are in airplane mode for the majority of the day. And mm. it's amazing what difference it makes when you just do that. 
you know and if you, yeah if, if you actually power your phone off it's like the next level of ah you can breathe now you know it's like energy mm. it's something energetic you know and it's like it, yeah. you're kind of saying to the universe that i'm in charge of my time no i'm not being dictated by the pinging and the dinging i'm not letting that overwhelm me the science is out that the dinging and the pinging and actually the lighting up of your phone causes a cortisol response in your body. It puts you into mm -hmm. fight or flight. For me, even just seeing my phone, you know, it's it's like even yeah. just seeing it, even if sure. it's even if it's off, I'm like, okay, I'm sure that my cortisol would go up a little bit. Maybe mm -hmm. not a lot, but it, I'm sure that's why for me, like no one ever calls my phone because I never answer. Um, and And so I'd much rather, you know, see someone in person and catch up in person but it's just about creating these healthy boundaries that feel right for you and your family and of course that's not going to be the case for everyone if you are a doctor if you are a midwife if you're a doula you need your phone on 24 7. Um, that's mm. one of the reasons why i could never be in those professions because i'm not sleeping with my phone on right next to me um but you know some professions require that and mm. um if that's you, just still create some times and pockets in your day or times in your week where you can switch that around and really fill yourself up um, because, mm -hmm. you know, like Nick always says, they're uh, weapons of mass distraction and mm -hmm. we need to allow them to work for us and not feel like we are being sucked into the mm -hmm. phone or the digital vortex. Yeah, and I love the um thank you so much for sharing that. I find um there's also this like societal cultural piece that I find like I not too dissimilar to you guys am very happy flick it on airplane mode or to actually just let a call ring through because it's like now's actually not the right time for me to engage with that body of work or whatever's coming through and it's I know what it's about and I know it's important and I will get to it when the time's right for me right but I find even that amongst certain individuals can be so triggering for them it's like I called you it's like yes and I wasn't in the space to take your call like this device where you can reach out to me it's an opportunity for both of us when I'm reaching out to you you don't have to you're not obliged to pick it up and yet societal culture has this little bit of I called you you didn't answer and I'm like you that shouldn't be a sentence <laughs> dude it's an opportunity it's not a right like you know but I think there's so much opportunity to rewire our relationship with that as well um and I think as you guys, as you mentioned before, especially Nick, was the opportunity is to like do by leading. And even as you mentioned, Melissa, I think the reason you're not scrolling Instagram and social media in front of your kids is because they do what you do, not what you say. So yeah, thank you guys so much. hundred mm. percent. They, they are sponges and they model anything that you do. I think it's also important. Like when we, we have friends that don't live here and we have friends that are overseas. And so yeah, of course you want to schedule in times for them. So what we'll do is, you know, we'll schedule in a time. We'll give them mm. the link to our calendar so that we can have a quality conversation with them. And, you know, does this time work for you? Does this time, you know, we have that conversation. So you're not just like interrupting someone's workflow. Um, you have created the space 
to have that conversation. You know, one of Nick's best friends lives overseas, so they'll regularly have like hour conversation, um, not regularly, maybe like once a month, mm-hmm. an hour long bro conversation. Drop in. And they're just there. They're just fully present with each other. And it's really beautiful. Um, so yeah, I think you can still have conversations with people and just, just schedule it in, you know? Mm. Well, I truly hope this conversation is sparking some interest for people to just honour their time better. The big takeaway I'm hearing um, from both of you is that we don't rise to the level of our dreams. We actually fall to the levels of our systems and an opportunity to get super tight into our systems. The book is available where for us if we wanted to go check it out, please? You can head to timemagic.me, which has all the links to Amazon and all the different places around the world where you can get it. But uh, it's basically available everywhere. Yeah. I just want to take this moment to thank you both for coming on today, especially sharing your time (laughs) after having written Time Magic with me. Um, No, you guys writing Time Magic, sharing your time with me. Thank you. But especially because I think for those that are tuning in, please do go check out the other episode we did with Nick as well. You come to learn Nick is so diverse and so is Melissa as well. If you check out her podcast, there is so much going on in their lives. Energetics, spirituality, creativity, entrepreneurship. And yet to talk about if I was to just label this podcast as time, you guys be like, really? The two of them talking about time? Like that's just so one dimensional. And I think it really speaks to just how important a topic this really is and just how they're both approaching it. It's like you only really have one life. It is sacred and your most precious commodity is life, is time. Choose wisely, spend it wisely. And I just want to thank you both for taking the time to write the book um, and taking the time to be here. But also it's a lifetime's worth of work that you two do that informs this conversation. So mm, just thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much. Inspired Evolution Tribe and audience, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I do have a humble request before we dive in without too much further ado, but at the moment, only 6% of you that are watching this video have subscribed to the channel. Only 6%. That means 94% of you have made your way to this video and you're watching it but haven't had the chance to subscribe. I just want to ask you if you could take a quick moment, please do hit subscribe. It makes a massive difference. As the profile of the channel grows, it enables us to attract guests like Melissa and Nick and really champion their work in a whole different way. The bigger the platform, the further their message goes. And it becomes really important when you start to consider just the vibe that we are trying to build with good news media. We're really trying to put out positivity out into the world and really make a difference from a positive angle. And so your subscription, you taking two seconds to do that, grows the profile of the platform. It lets the algorithm-y thing, whatever that thing is, that what it does, God knows. But some of us do know the bigger the platform, the greater the reach episodes like this will get. And it makes a massive difference. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Really, really, really appreciate you. Lots of love. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, 
please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.